Hello, this is Eric Brickmont, host of Nerds on History, part of the Nerdonomy channel. If you guys like the podcast that you're hearing on Nerdonomy, please head to our website, nerdonomy.com, and click on the merch link. You can find some great t-shirts inspired by our podcasts and some awesome nerd gear. Go ahead and support us, because, quite frankly, we need the help. Please! Thank you! You're listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, David McGuire, and Sarah Ashley. I saw The Hobbit today. You did? I did. Oh, well, you have to give us... Well, I saw thoughts. it in 3D in LIMAX at, right. the, uh, at the Mercado in Santa Clara. All For right. those of you that are, that are not in California, that means nothing to you. So <laughs> just take it at 3D LIMAX. Um, it was good. It was really good. I really liked it. Did you feel it was complete? Because I, I've heard some early reviews that say it was very much just a, a few chapters of the book, and it didn't feel as complete. Um, it is very much like how Fellowship of the Ring ended, where there was that ambiguous ending of, okay, there's clearly going to be another film after this that's going to continue on their saga. I will disagree with the critics' choices that the pace is slow, because I feel like this is the political movie. And when I say political, I mean like there's a lot of talking and a lot of people trying to get their goals heard or said. And it's done in such a way that you actually enjoy the conversation. A lot of talking. I mean, there was a lot of talking in this movie. Like the first quarter of the movie is trying to get Bilbo to want to go on this journey. And so after that, then it's him you know, going through the journey and so on and so forth. But um, it's definitely worth everybody's money because I think it's going to be a, a great trilogy. Is it as good as the first Fellowship of the Ring? It does not have the dramatic weight, I feel like. Because at the end of, you know, Fellowship, right, Boromir dies, and they put him on that ship, or right. the little rowboat, like, there's, like, this emotional weight that you have with it, because especially when you watch the, the extended version of Two Towers, you're like, oh, man, Boromir got, like, such the short end of the stick in that entire series, and so uh, you have, like, this emotional weight. Here, it's like, I want to see where you guys are going, because you've laid the foundation, now let's see what the next two films are going to be well, like. That, that makes sense, because, I mean, they're ex they're expanding a single book as opposed to you know, individual books that were meant to have their own emotional weight throughout each one. So Exactly. So it makes perfect sense. All right, let's just cut to the chase, people. What we really want to know, not about this Hobbit movie, no. No. We want to know about the nine-minute prologue to Star Trek Into Darkness. Right. That's what we That's want what to Eric know. Well, first, right. of all, first of all, Eric, what the hell are you doing here? Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, hey, Eric. <laughs> Wait, isn't it, isn't it the holiday time? It is it the is. holiday time. Oh, that's why I'm here. Well, very good. Yes. Happy it is. holidays, everybody. Wait, wait. Welcome to Nerds on Film. I am Brian Moriarty. I am Dave McGuire. I am Sarah Ashley. And of course, that voice you're hearing is yet again my Nerds in History co-host, none other than Eric von Brickmont. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Brickmont. Von Brickmont. He's yes, way yes. too much fun hanging out with us. He keeps mm. coming back. Yeah. Well, you know, I, it, I enjoy it. And the reason why he's back is because tis the holiday season, guys. It's time for family. Where the turkey has not been here today, because today we had ourselves a traditional... How do I say this without We a had a traditional people. Christmas dinner, but we ordered Chinese. Yeah, right, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to say it and be PC about it. Great, Brian. So to answer your question, the nine minutes of Star Trek, glorious. Very glorious. Yeah? More than absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, I had a feeling. Without giving too much away, because I know there are some here that want to see it for themselves... And I will not be that guy that, you know, basically tells you that Darth Vader is Luke's father. What? Uh, oh! Dude. God. 
Wait, not wait, cool. wait, wait, wait. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's not what? as bad as saying that Leia is his sister. What? <laughs> oh, no. oh, God. Why did they go there? Oh, God. no, 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 no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, okay, guess what, guess what? The little, little top spinner in Inception, it doesn't topple. I'm very sorry. Oh, God, I'm sorry. That's the third one. There. No, that one was more obscure, right? Yeah, no. see, I actually haven't seen Inception yet. What? Oh, damn it. Hey, but the good news is at the end of Titanic, they all live. Yes. Oh, good. Oh, good. Thank God. Thank I love that Billy Zane. <laughs> Billy Zane makes my day. Guys, this has already been so much fun. You know what? You know what I wish you could be here tonight? Oh, our long-lost extended cousin. Yeah, I think I think our girlfriend. Oh, oh, sorry, <laughs> not that guy. Listener, don't worry. There was a there was a minor explosion <laughs> in the nerd cave. We're okay. It was just the heater. We're gonna be all right. No, I was gonna say I really miss our buddy Kevin. I wish there was a way he could um he could be here tonight to yeah, you know share in our Christmas too. cheer. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. On the roof, there's there's something of a clatter. Someone should go up there and see what is the matter. All right, this joke is going on. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin, what's going on? Everybody, everybody, it is Santa Cosby. It is Santa Cosby. Santa Cosby, welcome to Hello, you. You've all been such of the good kids. I brought you all some red and green jello pudding pops. Well, all right then. So, hello. Thank you for bringing me back. Welcome back to the show, Kevin. He actually speaks words. Oh, thank you. Yes, I'm Santa going through puberty. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I wow. I don't know what is going on right now. But yes, one. thank you for uh, thank you for the uh, entry. Thank you for you letting me uh, come back. I'm I well, it's funny that you are inviting me back because I finally caught up on all of your podcasts since I am in between uh, reading The Lord of the Rings and listening to your podcast while I commute to work. So I'm glad to have caught up. And now I, I get all of your jokes and all the future jokes you guys are going to make. So I'm so excited. I'm just glad that somebody gets our jokes. <laughs> I don't even get them half <laughs> You could argue that you're an anatomy expert now. Oh, I think I'm getting there. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I hope to bring some weighty conversation to the table yet again, um, uh, like you guys bring uh, every week. Aww. Aww. You're our it's, biggest fan. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you are what makes the 45 minutes of driving over some of the worst and annoying roads tolerable. Wow. There you go. That's, that's the biggest compliment we can hear. <laughs> yeah, you're that Facebook listeners? Yeah. Top that compliment, and we can put you on the show. I don't know. Maybe if let's you're not, in the area. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, we'll put your name on the show. Right? That... <laughs> okay. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, if I can just bring it back in for a second Please. to bring it into the whole reason that we're here tonight. I want to know more about the nine-minute prologue. <laughs> okay. To Star so Trek. You want to know the truth? Focus, people. <laughs> the Enterprise blows up in the trailer. I'm giving you a BS look right now. It's good because I'm giving you BS. Okay, good. I'm like, what? <laughs> in my mind, out. I was thinking there's no way you're spoiling this for you me find right out now. In the third act. <laughs> you find out in the third act, James T. Kirk is actually the last son of Krypton. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, I love crossovers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like this podcast. Oh, oh yeah. Way to bring it home. Well done. Meta. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. For the holiday, in fact. And believe me, uh, it is right around that time, the uh, the Yule time as it is, this time in December where we have all sorts of lovely holidays that are being celebrated. 
And we have uh, all sorts of lovely holiday movies that yeah, also tend do. to pop yeah, up around see, this time of year, don't we? This is like, this is to me is what Christmas was like growing up. Is Yes, of course, we, we did all the other traditions. We went to church, we decorated the tree, Santa Claus, of course. But what I remember most was watching the same movies over again every single year. And even though we had seen them a million and a half times, it was like we were watching them for the first time over and over again because there was always that moment we were waiting for. It's actually really fantastic when you think about it because you're really just going to want to watch it during Christmas time, right? So you're going to watch it once every year. And if you really like a movie, you oftentimes at least watch it maybe once a year. And so it makes perfect sense for you know marketing standpoint, right? Uh, it's the it's the perfect movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, and if you are uh, a movie nerd like myself... Uh, there is no such thing as watching a movie only once. Uh, I myself, I, I even with movies I don't like, I will find myself revisiting them and trying to figure out why don't I like that. So I totally see where you come from. Very clever indeed. Yes. Clever girl. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're not a girl, Brickmont. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for noticing. The beard is telling. <laughs> Well, he is the bearded woman. (laughs) Stop telling people that. (laughs) And as much as I I do enjoy watching movies repeatedly, I, however, am not a fan of the let's play a Christmas story over and over and over and over again. Get out of this house right now. All day long on Christmas Day. No, I'm going to side with Sarah here. I think I will watch bits of it throughout the day, and then throughout the whole day I will have seen the whole movie. Right. But I won't sit and watch it over and over oh, no. and over again. It's fun. To, it's a cool thing yeah. to have on in the background. See, I was just about to concur. Whenever my family would host a Christmas party with cousins or friends, that would be on in the background, and there would be no channel changing. Now, see, no. for me, though, that's cool, and that's cool that they do it in a marathon. For me, I'd like to see on television a marathon of, like, all the movies that I had growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, I would definitely include A Christmas Story, <laughs> but I'd probably also include, of course, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Which oh, is yeah. awesome. That's yeah. like our first one we watch. We watch Christmas Story last, <laughs> usually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, um, and then we can't uh, forget the claymation old, old shorts from, uh, what was that, the 60s? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, yeah, the Frosty. Bumble! Yes. You know what the very first one of those ever was? Huh. Can you guess? It wasn't Rudolph. It was no. It wasn't Rudolph. Was it something from Egypt? (laughs) (laughs) You're right. It was the King Tut Christmas special. Oh my God! That's why Steve Martin wrote the song for that Christmas special. That's amazing. You see, the problem was it was actually originally made, you know, three thousand years ago, and Christmas didn't exist at that time yet. So there's there's no context for it. I don't know why I thought that's so funny. Kevin's had a little bit of too much eggnog. <laughs> just shut this, that mouth of yours. <laughs> More, please. <laughs> uh, Mr. Magoo's Magoo. Christmas special in 1962 is the very first time. And we're talking the cartoon one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. By all accounts, it's actually one of the best versions of the Christmas Carol I think I've ever seen before. My father is in love with Mr. Magoo's Christmas. I like Every how we're year. all mumbling Mr. Magoo like he mumbles <laughs> in the show. <laughs> my, my dad. But it's hilarious to watch it, too, because Mr. Magoo is such a nice and friendly, kind of a little bit of an oaf, right? But he's really mean, horrible Scrooge in the actual cartoon. <laughs> and it's so atypical. The Mr. Magoo live action movie that they made? With, no, with it wasn't Leslie Nielsen. Nielsen. It was Leslie Nielsen. Nielsen. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's pretty awful. And, uh, Wait, Jennifer was it Liam Garner Neeson? Was in it? Yeah. Was she in it? Oh, yeah. my God. Jennifer Liam Neeson? 
<laughs> Wasn't he in that movie? Mr. No. Magoo kicking ass? Wouldn't that be awesome? I don't know who you are. And I can't see where you are. I don't know where you are. And I can't see you. And I can't see you. But I'm going to find you and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Maybe that would have been a better movie. I think so. Then Taken 2. You mentioned. That was a terrible movie. Uh, it was disappointing. I did not see it. You know, you mentioned that, yes, there has been Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol, but there's also been like a dozen different Christmas Carol adaptations. I can think oh, of the yes. Flintstones doing one for sure. Oh, wow. The Jetsons? Did the Jetsons do a Christmas Carol? I, I, I do remember on Cartoon Network of yesteryear, and when I'm talking yesteryear, I'm talking like the mid-90s, when they would show classic TV shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I distinctly remember a Jetsons Christmas special. I could be wrong. You Sarah? Know, you know which one I, I watched earlier today, which is like my favorite adaptation of the Christmas Carol? What? The Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, Christmas my favorite. Carol. Michael Caine. Yeah. Right? Light screwed. the candle, not the rat. Light the candle, not the rat. Oh. <laughs> How would you feel about being suddenly unemployed? Heat wave. wave. Oi. This is my this island, island in, in the, the sun. sun. Oi, oi. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's clear to say that we also do not like the Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> that actually is one of the, the staples of my family. Like, yeah. For a while there, especially when I lived at home, Christmas would consist of... At least two or three movies that I can name off the top of my head. One was The Muppets Christmas Carol. Naturally. Uh, the other was The Holiday. Uh, not The Holiday. Uh, Love Actually. Love Actually. That when was, you were older, recent, right? Yeah, yeah much yeah, okay, older. Okay, yeah, okay. Just, <laughs> but yeah, no. That's not uh, an appropriate movie for kids. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, kids. Well, so let's uh, gather on the Christmas tree and let's watch a fun family movie. Well, there's naked people. Well, well then, there's a bunch of British segueing, people saying cock. Yeah, well, then segueing back to the holiday that you uh, you slipped I there. Faux pod, yeah, yeah faux sorry. pod, yes. I I would hope that you were older when you watched that too to know how terrible it is. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna movie. lie. I love. Oh, you that do? Movie. Okay. He Two loves, reasons. Seen it. He I love rom coms. I love okay. rom coms. Okay. And no, wait. I love Kate Winslet, man. Oh, oh, wait. I was thinking of uh, last holiday with, oh, with uh, Queen, Queen Latifah. <laughs> okay, I have not seen oh. the holiday. Okay. I'm sorry I got those confused. Let's clear to our listening audience. I have never seen the Queen Latifah rom-com movies. I refuse to. Dude, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> you almost, like, broke the Geneva Convention. <laughs> I'm saying the wrong movie. Yeah, all right. Uh, well, I, I'm glad I cleared that up. I do apologize. Yeah, you're lucky. You're on strike well, one. Can, can I throw another iconic one back Damn. in there? How sure, of course. Charlie Brown's Christmas. Mm. Of course. And whatever this is. I same. love that CD. I know. That, it's such a good CD. Wait, isn't that the beginning of the Cool Whip commercial? <laughs> cool Whip? Cool Whip? Cool Whip? Cool Whip? Anyway. Yeah. Um, wow. I know. Thank you. Interesting, though. I found out today that they did that in six months. Wow, really? That's all the time they had oh, to do. Char- like, how many animators did they have on that team? I don't... There wasn't a lot, but I, I don't know exactly wow. how many. But they had six months to do it. Wow. Nobody wanted to do it. No one had ever planned on doing it. It was just kind of those... Oh, you're going to do it like a Charlie Brown Christmas one of these days, aren't you? It's like, absolutely. Okay, we have six months. Oh, wow. And when they finished the product and they took it to NBC, NBC was like, this is awful. This is absolutely god-awful. No one is going to want to watch this. And there was a lot of controversy because there was that scene when Linus is talking about the true meaning of Christmas and he quotes from the Bible. Yeah. yeah. NBC was like, oh, we're going to get in trouble for this one. We are so screwed. But by this point, they had like literally just a couple of days left to go because they, they got this to them finished with like, I don't know, a week or two to spare. Wow. That's all they had to preview Unheard it and say. Of by today's standards. Yeah. I mean, crazy, crazy on the wire, right? And they put it on 
and they thought it's going to be a total flop, and it turned into one of the most iconic. It is everybody's favorite. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's not, well, it's not my favorite. Case in point, to piggyback what you're saying is that now that the, the Charlie Brown Christmas is so iconic, I went and saw a show last night, a play over in downtown San Jose, and it was a bunch of vignettes, Christmas vignettes, and um, one of the Christmas vignettes had them have a Charlie Brown Christmas tree that you could purchase at like a Walgreens or something, what? where it's literally a That's branch cool. of a pine tree with two wooden platforms that you just screw into each other and it just sits on your coffee table. And like the red, like the red they, they, ornament? I think you have to buy that separately, okay. but you just had like this like flopped over yeah. tree and I just thought it's just really what? funny that now you can go out and actually have the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. I am tree. finding that tree. The tree is on sale for, for $57.99. <laughs> And the and the one red ornament is forty dollars. Wow! I am completely lying. I have no yeah. idea if that's true. No, that was but, good. Uh, you could have kept yeah. it going. I would have believed you. you. Me. Well, it's yeah. just like how you can go buy the the leg lamp from Christmas Story. Oh uh, uh, yeah. yeah. There's now a dude who manufactures it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Can we just quickly digress in the fact that they made a sequel out of that? And yeah, not and just a, not just a, like because I know it's the, there's <clears throat> continuing stories with Ralphie. Yeah, the there's summer one, story. There's a summer story. Yeah, but there's another Christmas story too mm-hmm. with Daniel Stern. It was direct to video. It was yeah, direct to DVD. And it even says on the cover, official sequel. It even says it right on the DVD cover. Because they had to advertise that. Yeah, they did have to advertise that. Oof. I kind of want to watch it just for Daniel Stern, but then again, I don't. The Christmas Story House is in your hometown. Hey, what do you know? That's right. Uh, Dear listeners, I'm actually from Cleveland, Ohio. What? What? Um, But yes, uh, that actually segueing into uh, starting with my Christmas list. Um, Yes, Christmas Story was uh, predominantly filmed in Cleveland. They actually was uh, a gigantic fan of the the movie, um, bought the house, uh, restored it all the way to, you know, down to the nitty gritty details from the movie. Yeah, and now it's a museum. They only used the exterior when they originally shot. They well, well exactly. And so they, he retrofitted it on the inside to make it look like from the movie. And now it's a museum. That's mm-hmm. cool. It's it is very around. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty cool, huh? I don't know if I would go to that museum. Like, I enjoy the movie, but I don't know if I would want to pay money to go walk through and be like, hey, this is. Not the place that they had that scene where the dogs ate the turkey. But come on. I kind of feel like to the point of what we're all talking about, I don't really think I need to go and see it. I could probably just close my eyes and see it in my head because I've seen it so many times on television. Watch the movie. All right. Well, then I guess I'm the only one. Next time I'm going to Cleveland, I am definitely going to go on that museum. Absolutely. They'll go up on the the interwebs and stuff. It can be like a a nerdonomy in the field. That's right. That's right. With uh, Ken Satori's reporting. (laughs) This just in. (laughs) We are so big nerds. Details at 11. With improper grammar. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. But my head was about to explode right that now. That was the I'm best like... catch. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to segue into my entire list yet, but I want to jump off with yes, a Christmas story. Uh, growing up has always been a staple. Home Alone has oh, not been mentioned so yet. I love yeah. that movie. Now, do you guys know? Uh, recently, this was in the past week. The home in Chicago has been up for sale. It's about like three point one six million dollars. And they actually had an engraved uh, little plaque that they put at the front of the house that says, this is the house that was used for the movie Home Alone and Home Alone 2. For both interior and exterior? Yeah. 
Three million oh, wow. dollars? So, that's like what you would find down the street from us. That's not yeah, yeah, exactly. So exactly. obviously this is a podcast on movies and real estate. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously. Well, come on. We are When does the escrow clothes clip? Go ahead. When I look at that movie, I always think of the gags of him screaming at the camera. And those, ah. those get annoying after the first ten times you see it. But such great scoring. John Williams. Yeah, John Williams. Right? That's right. And the song that was written for the movie, Somewhere in My Memory, mm -hmm. still brings tears to my eyes. Yeah, it's a, like, it's a really nice song. It's the song that the choir is singing when he's in the church. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and then there's something about the whole hymn after the crooks have been arrested and he puts the cookies out for Santa Claus. And it's that it's a sad moment where like, yeah, he's accepted that he screwed up. Yeah. But And he's it's just that moment of ambiguity. You're not sure if he's going to... If his family's going to come back to him or not. Uh, it's so nice. It's so touching. Yeah. Does it make me really immature that none of those parts are what I remember from that movie? And I just remember when Daniel Stern steps on the nail. Yeah. <laughs> or when he like, has like the ice getting down to the basement door. <laughs> He's like, hanging out with the crowbar. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's brilliant. It's yeah. slapstick comedy. I, like, you know, now that I'm much older and I've seen like a lot of the greats, including like Goodfellas and stuff like that. Looking at Joe Pesci take all that shit right. in Home Alone, knowing that he was in Goodfellas, I was just like, you know what? My suspension of disbelief has just been dropped. <laughs> He's so angry. Why is he so... Oh, well, that's why. <laughs> do you think he did that movie because he wanted to, or do you think he did it because he was contractually obligated? You know, to me, it sounds like the way that he performs it, I would say that he wanted to be in it because uh, like there's so many actors, uh, whether vocal or on screen, where you can see of them phoning it in, so to speak. But Joe Pesci doesn't do his typical like angry guy from the Bronx. However, he incorporates a little bit of humor and the whole how. Freaking freaking. Yeah, exactly. Frickin', That's my favorite. Frickin', frickin'. Yeah. Whenever he gets angry, just frazzle, 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 frazzle. I think I love I love when he gets glued and feathered. Yes. So. <laughs> that, of course, in the blowtorch, right? Yeah. <laughs> See, from a historical standpoint, I appreciated having some tar and feathering in my children's movies. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh God! All right. Actually, I I also enjoy when Daniel Stern is trying to Wait. break into the window and he put he steps in all the Christmas ornaments. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Marv, why'd you take your shoes off? Why are you dressed like a chicken? <laughs> I'm down here, you big horse's ass. <laughs> Sarah. I still think my favorite part of that whole movie though is. Merry Christmas, you filthy, filthy animal. animal. <laughs> Which yeah. is a real movie, actually. I know, I yeah. know, wait, wait. but I love that whole segment. That I whole think movie? It's brilliant. Yeah. So both the scenes they use in, in Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2, 2 yeah. are segments from the same movie. That's Get a real on your movie. knees and it's tell a real me movie. Movie. It's a real movie? Which <laughs> is a real movie? Because, like, to be honest, I thought I read somewhere that they actually filmed those segments just for the Home Alone and Home Alone 2 movies. No. Really? They're really... They're, it's, a, it's a real movie. Those I'm going to look at... What is it? Uh, Angels with Filthy Souls, right? Oh, we're looking it up right now. Okay, yeah, please do. Um, well, then, while we're looking this up, I want to add more movies to the list. I'm going to do the traditional ones, oh, Eric and then we'll the move answer. on to controversial. Let's Hold on, I got it already. Uh, Angels with Dirty Faces, 1938. Oh, oh it's a real yeah. thing. Okay. It's a real movie. All right. I'm sorry, but all I can see, I just had to say one last thing, is all I can see is just Tim Curry's face. In the second one, when they're like, he's like, get on your knees and tell me you love me. And he's like, everybody gets down on their knees and he's like, we love you. <laughs> I will say, though, to Kevin's point, it says here that some of the segments of that movie were remade and modified for Home Alone. Ah, so we're ah, both right. Yeah. Excellent. Truce. 
Truce. Truce, my good man. Truce. Listeners, you, can't, hands, guys. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't see that, but it was a touching and beautiful Christmas holiday moment. It was uh, excellent. Well, then. Nothing um, says Merry Christmas like a Tommy gun. <laughs> uh, well then um, before we jump into the more discussion based favorite holiday movies I'm also going to put my hat in the ring for The Santa Claus with Tim Allen oh you know what I like that yeah. one I do Good too job. thank you movie. thank yeah. you um, when that the first year that came out on VHS um, we uh, my brothers I have three brothers uh, we incorporated that into our holiday traditions and so surprisingly as an adult re-watching that movie it's not bad it's a it's a surprisingly charming movie. I it, still laugh at the uh, like. Come on, go, we're gonna go have dinner at Denny's. Like I hate Denny's. Yeah. How do you hate Denny's? It's an American institution. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think this is one of those movies where Tim Allen, he's done various quality work as an actor, but for me, the relationship between the father and the son in that movie. Oh yeah, was so real. It's so real, genuine. It's real and yeah. it's touching. Yeah. yeah, very touching. Yeah. And I never saw Santa Claus two or through five or whatever. I think they, they, they went made. three. I yeah. think they went trilogy on that. Trilogy. I think he I got married so. and yes, yeah, he, he did, did good. That was the Mrs. Claus. That's that right. The yeah. One. yeah. And then it was the, Jack Frost and the which was yeah. Martin so yeah, he, the, yeah. yeah, the second one is he has to find a Mrs. Claus, which it turns out to be Elizabeth Mitchell from Lost, and yeah, she's a cutie. Yes. And then <laughs> Martin Short played Jack Frost in the third... And that's why uh, he like reverses yeah. the first movie. It's one of those uh, trilogies that goes back and undoes the first movie. I never I saw... I, I didn't actually yeah, like watch Martin it, Short. but I, it was on TV the other day and I was watching, and just the scene alone, the script is so bad, the little elf, who was originally played by uh, David Krumholtz, yeah. is, now replay, mm-hmm. is now replaced by one of the Breslin kids. I forget. I think it's Spencer Breslin. No way. Was that the kid that was in The Kid with Bruce yeah. Willis? Spencer Breslin? Yeah, that sounds right. right so yeah. he's like the lead elf in the third film. And he's telling Jack Frost, who looks villainous. Like, I don't understand why they put that plot device in the script sometimes. It's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, the guy does. that literally has, like, the word villain, like, tattooed across his forehead, and someone's like, all right, here's the plot device that's going to make everything happen for you in your favor. But you can't do it because you need this one person. Like, that's literally all that scene is. And I just saw that one scene, and I walked away going, like, what the f- Really? Like, that was... You thought that was an okay thing to do? Like, come on. Having watched that movie, they try so hard to Back to the Future Part 2, that movie, (laughs) to death. They do. It is uh, is unfortunate, because I love that plot device in Back to the Future Part 2, but they overdo it. Yeah. Isn't there one where he gets audited for 200 years bad taxes? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's actually called the uh, Santa Claus 4, the Wesley Snipes story. Right. (laughs) And then then all all the... (laughs) Well, we're forgetting Santa Claus 5. Santa is a child stalker <laughs> and a homewrecker and a, 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 darn it, what is the police word for breaking and entering? Beanie. <laughs> um, I'm going to do a beanie. I, was yeah. have a, I had a joke with that. I was going to say, I think that's called the bankruptcy clause. But that's yeah, just, right. And then all the elves <laughs> get deported. No, to the South Pole. That's where they're uh, from. Uh, oh. So they can go live with the Emperor so Penguins like and Morgan six. Freeman. So. <laughs> Welcome to the South Pole. And, we now, lots of and when the elves returned, Wait, the penguins mean? screamed in remorse. Does that mean that Morgan Freeman's going to be Santa? Yeah. Yes. Well, he is God. I'm totally down. I think Santa Claus would be a demotion for him, actually. Actually, yeah, I would concur with that. Or maybe it's like a side hobby. Yeah. Come on, Lucius Fox and God? 
then Santa Claus. Eh. Well, he's, he's like, oh, you know, he's a president. He's oh, the president. That's right. Being, yes, he's being toted as being a new villain in the new. Oh, in Oblivion, yes. Movie looks I'm horrible. What? Bull I'm sorry. I no, no, no. I'm calling bullshit on that. Um, that movie looks uh, amazing. Uh, it looks amazing. All right, all right. It's trivia. You ready for this? Yeah. Joseph Kaczynski, who directed Tron Legacy, um, he did the graphic novel that his movie is based off of, and he's also directing Oblivion. Okay. So he does have a lot of creative license with this. Okay. And the graphic novel is pretty. You don't. Okay. I'm just putting that out there. Okay. All right, gentlemen, sit down. Put your tire irons on the ground. <laughs> gentlemen, this is Christmas. We all have to get along. No, no. Really? No, the fighting is Christmas. <laughs> yeah, this is Christmas, yeah. really? <laughs> and then on the flip side, he used real IMAX cameras, and the movie comes out a, a week in select IMAX theaters before theatrical well, release. Okay, so you're arguing two different points here. You're saying this is going to be technically look really, really well. Absolutely. And he's saying... From a story standpoint, it looks like every iffy. Tom Cruise movie. But you're saying it's going to be, at the very least, it's going to be exactly Absolutely. like the way it was intended it, it's, it's going to be very close to it, from what I can see, yes. <clears throat> all right, all right. I'm just saying, just from not having watched or read the, the graphic novel and just seeing the trailer, I just see Tom Cruise doing the same Tom Cruise thing again. Like, literally, there was a shot of him taking off his glasses, and I'm <clears> like, oh, I saw that before. That was in Mission Impossible 2, and you yeah. took off your glasses. See, for this, and I in see. Mission Impossible, and in Mission Impossible 3, and 4, and Rain Man, and Days of Thunder, and Cocktail, and Top Gun, and somebody's a Tom Cruise you fan. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I oh, even oh, I oh, and Oprah cocktail. <laughs> yes, and Oprah. <laughs> I see both sides of the argument. I'm I'm of the persuasion that yes, it's, it's the source material is the same, it's good. Yeah. But David's of the mindset of saying, well, you can sculpt a piece of shit and then draw a picture of it and it looks exactly the same, but it's still a piece of shit. That was way more you know what? than what I was going for. During the Beijing Olympics, they made those tiny little pandas made out of panda poo, and they sold them for <laughs> You know, hundreds of dollars. So there would be some who would argue that poo, even shaped into something impressive, made out of poo can still sell for hundreds <laughs> of dollars. But I agree with you in the context of this movie, just not in the context of <laughs> Beijing. Yeah. 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 So let's yeah. get off Oblivion because that's clearly okay. not a Christmas movie. Okay. Wait, wait, hold on. I just... <laughs> yes. But does no one find that Jack Reacher to be a horrible, horrible title for anything? Yeah, I do. Oh, right. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know if you want to get me involved in this because I'm actually a, a quite a big fan of the movie of which I've seen a screener. And, oh, excuse me. I was invited to a screener, and I've also read the books. Not I, all I'm just saying, saying that implies no, no, no. something oh, yeah. very naughty. Yeah, like you don't. <laughs> oh, have to, oh, yes, you don't have to come up with the porn title. It's already done for you. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, they just want to call it Jack Reacher the porn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no, I will agree with you. Uh, Touche. <laughs> but I will say the movie is actually it was awesome. That's is all it? I have to say yes. on the subject. It is. Okay. It is totally worth seeing. All right, getting so back to Christmas? holidays. Yeah, to Christmas. <laughs> okay, because last week we really divulged into un-Christmas movies. Uh, Sarah, I was just gonna, you know, pose this out there because since you know we can just rattle off a bunch of Christmas movies. Mm. Yeah. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh. oh wait, hold on. Before we get there, I, because I wasn't part of the discussion last time, I wanted to add in my non-Christmas okay. Christmas movies okay. if I can. Yes, you can. I, I'll, I'll rattle them off, and don't Shall worry, it's a short. It? It's can a short list. It? We can allow it. You'll it's, you'll be allowed three. After three, you'll be on a probation period, and we'll review <laughs> uh, the remaining amount. And if we find it to be if acceptable, you have to go more than three, you have to sign it. You have to, you have to make an affidavit. We have to okay. look it over and then sign uh, it. Do you want to give me that affidavit then? Because technically, one of those options is a trilogy. Oh. I know, exactly. You won't, you won't even see no. it coming, but... All right, All right. I'll, 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 I'll allow it. I'm allowing this. I don't know what the trilogy is. Okay, so Die Hard? Yes. Of course. Um, I guess uh, Die Hard 2 as well. Which yeah, was on the list, yeah. Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. 
Mm, oh, we did talk about that, didn't we? No, we didn't. I think so. Ah, excellent. So, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I consider the comeback movie of Robert Downey Jr. It all was. stars Val Kilmer and uh, Michelle Monaghan. Yep. Um, it was written and directed by uh, Shane Black, uh, who is writing and directing Iron Man 3. He also starred in Predator. And, and uh, he, he has also a, did uh, Lethal Weapons 1, 2, and thank 4. You. He did the he he did wrote Lethal it. Weapon. Yeah. Yes, he wrote Lethal Weapon 1, 2, and I believe 3 as well. I believe so, yeah. Um, it's actually, it's like a crime caper, but with Robert Downey Jr. involved as the passerby. The He's, observer. Yes, yeah. the observer. He's basically involved in a like a story that he does not control. However, it's funny. It's lighthearted. There is some violence, but um, and Val Kilmer plays a passive gay detective. Oh, and he's hilarious. Who's, who's and he helping, is very hilarious. But he's a, he's a consultant for a TV show. That Robert Downey Jr.'s character is like researching inadvertently. Like he get he, he, he gets auditions for, and he gets thrown into the TV show. That's right. Yeah. Through a literal gunshot to his arm, he walks in and stumbles upon a audition for an investigative TV show, and then boom, made a star overnight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's. Awesome. Hilarious. And it takes place during Christmas. I didn't know. I didn't remember that part. Yeah, that's true. I just remember the coffins that were like hanging oh over the, the freeway pass. <laughs> oh, that scene. Okay. <laughs> okay, so. So. Those are the three Christmas on so Christmas. So what's the trilogy? Lord of the Rings. Because Ooh. when Lord of the Rings came out, they came out in December in 2001, 2, and 3. Uh, and so. We, we can't validate those, unfortunately. I know that. I know that. But that's why I, I want to bring it argument. to the table. They came out in December during the Christmas and regular other holiday season. Correct. My family would actually make an effort. My dad would, like, get time off work. My mom would make sure that she's off work on time. We would, as a family, go see these movies. And it was during the holiday season. So for me, personally, I rewatch Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy every year. Because when we saw them originally in theaters, it was during the holiday season. That's me. Mm. That's, so that's a personal thing. Exactly. That, yeah. But that does not make it an un-Christmas movie by oh, definition I know. of our un-Christmas movies. That's why I wanted to throw that in there. Okay. But weird parallel, because like nine that. members of my family every year on Christmas travel to a jewelry smith that my mother bought her wedding ring from every single year to return it back to the melting pot that they made that ring from originally. Really? You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So, I'm kidding. What am I ever serious? Never. Okay, all right. I'm serious on the whole well, podcast that we do. But what, what am I ever serious on this podcast? Oh, never. Wait, 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 hold on. Let me get into my Gollum impression then. Oh. Are you ready? Here you go. Wait, is he from South America? Because he can roll his arms really good. <laughs> Grande. <laughs> so there yeah, we so go. There's Sarah's my question for Thanks, those guys. of you that were playing the home game. <laughs> yes. Uh, we, we asked, what was our favorite favorite Christmas movie? So let's go around the table. Brian, <laughs> put me on the spot. Awesome. Fine. Kevin. Thanks. Christmas story. Apart from growing up knowing that a big time movie was filmed in my hometown, there's a lot of family history with this movie. And to be honest, I kind of felt like uh, Ralphie a little growing up. Um, I didn't have those awesome glasses growing up. Did you up. want a Red Ryder BB gun? I, you know, I did want a BB gun pretty bad. But my parents were, we don't want guns, toy guns in the house. And so we will let you have action figures. We will let you have Legos. That's fine. Um, but to be honest. Red Ryder BB gun and have Legos. Exactly. What's better than that? Eric? Oh, besides Star Trek II Wrath of Khan, right? <laughs> yes. And you know what? To be serious for a minute, I really don't watch a lot of Christmas movies, and I really don't watch a whole lot of them around the Christmas time. I, I tend to catch them at bizarre times, like during spring or summer or whenever they are. 
I do watch a lot of Star Trek in the holiday season, though, whenever I have time off. So I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> um, but if I have to choose a real Christmas movie, yes, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, really? Oh. Again, I'm not a whole lot into a lot of the traditional Christmas movies. Uh, I really do love Home Alone. That's one of my favorite, yeah. favorite, favorite Christmas movies. Nice. But I'd have to say uh, Nightmare Before Christmas tops that. Good call. Because yeah. it's so cool. It's all sorts of different things happening. It's Tim Burton. There's claymation. There's Halloween and Christmas all coming together. It's... Uh, it's neat. It's it's kind of like me. It's got all sorts of weird different interests, and it has this strange, hidden, dark side that nobody knows about. Unless they listen to this ever, podcast. If Burton were to ever tell a Christmas story, that would be that that was it basically. Yeah, it yeah. was his own spin on. I'm going to do it differently because that's what he does with all his movies. Yeah, I'm not going to lie though. Like I, I appreciate what he did, but I hate the fact that they turned that into Disneyland. They they turned the haunted mansion into the the Nightmare Before Christmas ride. Oh, you know what? I still what? Seen it. Oh, no, here's the thing though. Oh, they've been oh, doing they, it for years. Yeah, they do it. They do it at the. They basically do it from October to January. Really? Yeah. 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 And well, that's what I get for growing up in Ohio. Well, and the funny thing is, is every single time. Well, and I haven't been to Disneyland in a disgustingly long time. Gross. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but they always go during off season, um, which is is the winter months, and particularly in January, because when I would go when I was in college, that was like when I didn't have class. And Haunted Mansion always shut down, so I haven't seen the original Haunted Mansion in a while. In well over a decade. Yeah. Oh. Even the original one has been changed. They've done updating to it to make it. Well, well but that's fine. But, but, still, even, like, but it's still the con- but yeah. it's still the consistent story of you know that instead of having Jack's face at the top of the elevator, you actually see somebody hanging still, and you yeah. still see all the ghosts, and you, it's it because what they do during the Christmas time, because since you're not aware of it, is yeah. that. They literally take Nightmare Before Christmas and it just throws up all over the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Which oh. to some people is great, some people it's awesome. For yeah. me, it's not my bag of, it's not my bag of chips because I'm I'm digging on the, the original story. Because yeah. at the very end, what's really cool is it, there's this one part where you're going through the attic. Yeah. And as you're going through the attic, you see this one woman in all these different photos and like how she's murdered all these different men and so on and so forth. So it's a much darker tale. Huh. So with the Nightmare Before Christmas, it's very much like, hey, we're dark, but we're in neon! Yay! Neon! <laughs> like the Winnie the Pooh ride? Yeah, yes, but less uh, oh, but psychedelic. Oh, man, you don't even need drugs for the Winnie the Pooh ride. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I, I think not. I've been personally kind of boycotting it because it was what replaced Country Bear Jamboree. And don't, they have, don't they have the uh, the elephants in that, too? Cause I, they do, the, the Huffalumps. Yeah, they do. The Huffalumps, yeah. Yeah, they have my the Huffalumps. Bad dream in My lovely <laughs> Huffalumps. Check it out. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I thought I made that connection. So, to answer Sarah's question. <laughs> I, I've never been to Disneyland. Oh. What? But my father went the very first year Disneyland opened. Okay. And nothing worked. When and the he Pirates said it was of the, the Caribbean worst. breaks down, the pirates don't eat the tourists. <laughs> he said it was the worst experience he's ever had, and he would never go back to a theme park. And guess what? He never took me. I'm so sorry. Sarah, guys, <laughs> we need to have a nerd quest. Yes. Yes, we yes. do. I'm I'm down. I'm going next week. Oh, I'm going in January for my dad's birthday. It'll be the first time I've been there since 2005. I I got really excited because I thought you were all going to take me to Disneyland, and then that just kind of... No, we're still going to take you to Disneyland. No, Eric, we're going to take you to Disneyland. You and your family. Yay! For your kids' sake. My kids have been to Disneyland. I haven't been to Disneyland. (laughs) 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 That's the best part of the story. For shame. (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, wait. My oldest daughter has been to Disneyland. Okay. My wife went with some family that was visiting. I had to work. I couldn't get it off. And Sophia, however... Has not been to Disneyland. Oh, okay. so. father daughter time. Yeah, road yes. trip. Yeah. Yay. Road okay. Trip. So, to answer Sarah's question, to answer Sarah's <laughs> question, love actually. 
Live Actually. One of my favorite because yeah. it satisfies my rom com needs. Much like Dexter needs to murder somebody, I need to watch rom coms. <laughs> uh, but what I really like about it is just how well done all the stories are connected, mm-hmm. and how they intertwine, and how it was you know put together, and and it really is kind of the epitome of the sappiness of that season where mm. everybody's like, I'm looking for somebody to love, and everybody finds somebody, and. And it's also really funny to watch as Gary Marshall tried to capitalize on it with the other, like Valentine's Day and oh, New Year's God, Eve. Yeah. And you look at those movies, you're like, you are not going to be Love Actually. Quit yeah, trying, quit trying yeah. because you're clearly failing. Because th- both of those movies don't have Alan Rickman right. looking to and his share. His story is the most heartbreaking joy. of all of them. Yeah, he's yeah. the biggest dick out of that entire like series of people. Hello, my name is Alan Rickman. <laughs> I gave my wife a Joni. What is it? A Joni Mitchell. Joni. Mitchell City. And I bought jewelry for my lover. It's so sad, like, yeah. Like, wannabe lover. He didn't yeah. even end up getting Yeah, he didn't. Yep. But for me, it just satisfies all those needs. And it's just, it's so much fun. Like, to watch Bill Nye, you know, yeah, strive to, like, right. be relevant in the musical world. And then to have that really touching story between him and his manager when he realizes that his manager is the only person that's in his life that he that matters to yeah. him. Like, it, it really touches on the heartstrings. Good. That's a good choice. I like yeah. that. <laughs> Brian? Superman? <laughs> Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut. <laughs> Which I did watch on Christmas when I got it. Good for you. Um, How did I know? You just knew. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be really honest here. Um, I, should go, so. I should go last. I should go last. Okay. So, are you going to... No, He's going to rock go, our I world. No, I should go is, last. Is this going to turn into a stuffing story? No, like... it's not going to turn into a stuffing story. I just I should go last. <laughs> And hold for edit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so then Sarah. (laughs) Sarah. Okay, so here's here's the problem when I ask these questions because I really genuinely want to hear you guys' answers, but then you know I have like a list of like five favorite Christmas. You have to choose one. Everybody gets one. No. Tell him, Peter. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, everybody gets one. Bingo. I can't pick one because um. So I think my favorite classic is uh, is White Christmas. Okay. That's just been one of those good ones choice. that I watched with my mom a lot when I was a kid, and um, I also I really enjoy Love Actually. I really enjoy Home Alone. That was probably my favorite one when I was a kid. What about your adulthood? Like I feel like you were about to say that you have one that's on your adulthood. I had more in my Christmas head. in the Cranks. Oh, you know what? Actually, no, no. Um... <laughs> No. No. I'm sorry, the image of an angry Danny DeVito is always just so funny. <laughs> I think actually one that I didn't see it until I was a little bit older, but it's just every year it's slowly become more and more my favorite. Scrooged. Oh, I Scrooge love is great. Scrooged. That's such that's a, a good, that's a good, good telling. And that's, uh, that's one that I have to watch every year. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one yeah. with Bill Murray? Yes, yes. it is. Ooh, I have not seen that. By Richard Donner. Oh, really? Really? Richard, Richard Donner, Donner, really? Richard Donner, yeah. From Die Hard to Superman to Scrooge. Absolutely, dude. Awesome. I don't think he did Die Hard, did he? Yes, he did. Did Richard Donner? I'm pretty no. sure that was John I'm McTiernan. Looking, no, no, he, no, John he, McTiernan, thank you no, for correcting me. He did leave the weapon. Yes, thank you. Yes. Brian, since you are uh, the last and you asked to be last, tell us why. I don't have a favorite. What? Really? Yeah. Uh, we made so Sarah like pick. Me, where I'm just like, well, yeah, no, I have several. I, I, it's hard for me to pick one. It really is. Because, first off, I'm like you. I want to see everyone's favorite, but then when I'm asked what my favorite is, I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> you know? All um, right, then give us one of your favorites that was not already mentioned. Ooh, Ooh yeah. Okay, that's a good one. I have two. Ooh. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, oh, okay. touche. Okay. Uh, I mentioned I it earlier, there. but yeah. um, 
Christmas Vacation is is a staple. So we have good. to watch yeah. it. That is a really good um, one. Yeah. You don't like that... it, David? No. <gasps> it's a good thing my wife and my entire wife's family I'm is sorry. not here. I can't let this episode continue. I we're done. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna we're going lie. on a break. I gave we're it a shot. <laughs> I, I legitimately gave that movie a shot because I'd never seen it, so mm. my family put it on. And I watched it, and there's just something about it that just did not click with me. I just kind of sat there like... Because I love slapstick, and I love outlandish humor, and I love, you know, crazy situations, but there was just something about that movie that just was like a bore to me. Chevy Chase? I don't know. You mean shitting rocks and a molten cat in the carpet is not funny? <laughs> I guess not. That, that no. movie is Maybe I just didn't have so a soul good. that night that I watched. I want to yeah. add that one to my yeah. list of favorites, too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what's the other the, one, Brian? The other one is The Ref. We talked about it last week. Uh, it's mm-hmm. cl- It matches Christmas Vacation in its moments of sheer hilarity. Um, but this one is less on gags and more on dialogue. It's got some of the funniest we lines. Thought you didn't like That's vulgarity. your favorite un-Christmas movie. No, well, we, we proved that we, it was no, we proved Christmas it was Christmas, Christmas movie, remember? Oh. Yeah, Just yeah. like we proved that Bad Santa's a real Christmas movie, But I thought too. the one we went by, I thought the one Bad we went around the table and we said what our favorite un-Christmas movies was, he said the rest. Yeah, but then we explored that option further. I was drunk, apparently. <laughs> um, okay, well. <laughs> so, it's tough for me because I've seen, like, so many different movies. Yeah. And there's, that are Christmas-related, and I don't get to watch all of them every year. So it's hard for me to really rekindle what is my favorite there's always, when I haven't watched it for several years and I go back and watch it again, I always get a little misty eyed and a little, little sentimental. So it's, they're kind of all, there's just like this hit list of ones that I know I have a fond place in my heart. Scrooged certainly is one of them. Okay. Can, can, I, can yeah. I, I, I want to, I want to, before we get into this list, I want to know, and I want to be truthful here. What is the one Christmas movie? And I'm going to even throw in Christmas themed TV show because I feel like that. Could Wait, kind are of we play. jumping into specials now? No. Well, here, 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 here's why I bring it out because you just said where you get where you, there's certain things that you'll watch every year that you still get emotional on. I've got two that I do on a consistent basis that really get me emotionally, and Love Actually is one of them. You know, it's a tender, touching story. The second is is actually it's a TV show. And it's Studio 60 and the Sunset Strip. And they did one episode where it was Christmas-based, but... Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. The, the episode takes place where the musicians of the show are subbing in people from Katrina. Because this took place around the time that Hurricane Katrina took place. And so a lot of the a lot of the musicians, jazz band people, who, um, who were looking for work to pay for their families, they were, like, having them come on as subs because they were calling in sick so that way the other people could get work. So the producers, uh, Matthew Perry and, and uh, Bradley Whitford, get, catch wind of this, and they decide, let's do one better. Let's let's give them a full chance to do it. So they do a full brass version of Silent Night, and I weep every time I watch that. That was yeah. a really, really good one. It yeah. was a really good episode. Yeah, that absolutely. is so unfair that you brought that up. Because <laughs> now, cause now that you're bringing up TV specials, it makes it even worse. What? With picking a favorite. So I know I don't have one. Thank you, David. You ruined my business. <laughs> what was the one that you were say that, that you were going to say that made you emotional? Scrooge occasionally gets me in some moments, even though it's mostly funny. I think for me, what always gets me emotional is when he sees the, the homeless man who's frozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that always gets me. That really got me, yeah. too, the first time I saw that. One of the versions of Christmas Carol. I think, actually, Muppet's Christmas Carol does. does That actually gets you emotional? That actually gets me emotional, yeah. Particularly the, the Ghost of Christmas Future scene, because that of all the Christmas Carols I've seen, oh. that one is the most saddening. Oh, my God. It is 
heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. And I don't know what it is, because like I said, I've seen a dozen different versions of Christmas Carol. Mm -hmm. But the way Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog play out that scene, it brings tears to my eyes right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. There's a song that was cut from the theatrical release of that movie. And it's a song that Michael Caine and his then-girlfriend of the time, or the woman that he was dating when he was a young Ebenezer, uh, are singing out like on a bridge, and it's the song of them breaking up. No, the love is gone. No, the love is gone. We made it into the natural release. Is it in the movie? Yeah, it's in it is. The movie. Well, I saw it just recently. It wasn't there, and I got really upset. So it's still there. No, it's, it's it was in the, the original cut. Yeah. Okay, because that that song. It's in the DVD. Or just that it. one too. That, that one song always. kills me every single time because Michael Caine. Michael Caine crying. I can't stand. Mm. Like when I watch Michael Caine cry, it's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, Can I just say that is actually one of my least favorite parts of the movie. What? I get so bored. <laughs> well, you know, the well, thing then. Is, you know what's so great is he's such a brilliant actor, and he plays Scrooge exactly the way you perceive him. He's oh, this, yeah. But he's got levels. He's this total curmudgeon, but then he has this moment where he just drops down and he gets regretful. And yeah, you see him cry so early on. It's just like this is. He, he, I think, is the... And some people will argue that George C. Scott was the best Scrooge, or some will argue that the original one from the 1940s film... Mm -hmm. I forget what the actor's name is. Or, or um, Patrick Stewart, who did... Um, the TNT oh, version a couple well, years ago. Well, yeah. he, he did a stage one-man production yeah. Yeah. of it. Um, That's awesome. I, I well, think Patrick he's, Stewart. he's the best... <laughs> yeah. Ebenezer Patrick Scrooge Stewart. I've seen on any of the adaptations. I concur with that. Yeah, he's easily the best Ebenezer Scrooge. He's Sarah, is there a Christmas... Special or oh, it wasn't done yet. Oh, oh I'm just so not done. He's got a bunch. Oh, sorry. Gosh, it's good. It'll give me time to Jeez. think. Well, now um, you know how it feels when we gloss over Sarah. So let's think about that next time. <laughs> yeah, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we make that a New Year's resolution, shall we? <laughs> wow. Get the Eric? fuck out of my house, <laughs> Eric. You're my hero. New Year's resolution. Wait, first, go to the gym. High five to Number Sarah. Two, and I'm sorry to you. <laughs> Number two, I'm don't gloss over Sarah. Um, <laughs> it's like, how does that make you feel, Brian? How do you, how do you like that? Do you like the taste in your mouth right now? Wow, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> Wouldn't be a Christmas gathering without better feelings. Huh? <laughs> 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 Definitely home alone. No question. Like I said earlier. But I'm going to throw in another one out there that you guys probably wouldn't think of, and you're, you might laugh a little bit. Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> what? Ernest Aww. gets you It's Jim Varney, right? Only, only because of my very checkered relationship with Santa Claus. Because that's what the movie's all about. Go I'll, I'll, on. I'll take this one, guys. What happened between you and Santa? <laughs> <laughs> Where did Santa you, well, touch you? should you? listen to the Nerds on History <laughs> episode 14, is it? 14 or 15? It was the one with St. Nick. It was the one about St. Nick, yeah. He, he, it's called his kind of the big deal. Um, 15, I was I a late bloomer when it came to the truth about Santa Claus. Oh, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> yeah. Sean outed me as far as uh, the truth about Santa Claus. And um, and the reason why I held on so long is because I knew about there was a real person named Nicholas. Wait, so who, how old were you when you... I was 10. Eh, that's okay. Sean had stopped and he apparently has, was buying into the illusion for a couple of years. Children, if you're watching this show, I am so so sorry. You can uh, mail all your psychiatry all, bills to my house. First of <laughs> all, kids should not this be is an explicit podcast. I would film. hope that children are not listening to. And this. if you're watching music, <laughs> if you're watching audio, you have much bigger problems. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, problems? 
or gifts. <laughs> I didn't know they could, they could be having they could be having, have the visualizer turned on on iTunes, you know, and just having the waveform. That, that's right. Touché, Wait, touché. There's a, there's, isn't things. there a superhero that can do? It? There's a Marvel superhero that can turn um, sound into lighting. She's like a, she's a lighting tech. It's awesome. Technically, oh, 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 Daredevil. Daredevil. Do I was say Daredevil. Yeah, no, Daredevil. No, 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 no. There's, there's an X-Men character that can do it. Yeah, and her name is uh, it's like Bedazzle Dazzler. or Dazzler. Dazzler. There you go. Yeah. yeah. She bedazzles things. She puts little gems all sorts no, of. No, she does not. She's not put rhinestones on anything. <laughs> Robert, <laughs> she's a Robert, calling Robert, girl. which is really really quick. So, uh, <laughs> but we digress. Okay, so. It's it's easily the most ridiculous of any of the Christmas movies out there. I will recognize that. You had the word earnest in it, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was one of the early... I remember it was one of the first ones I remember watching as a kid. Uh-huh. And it was one of the ones that got on uh, TV every couple of years on ABC. So it was one where we... I remember we had taped it one year because I was really into the earnest kid show that they had on Saturday mornings. So the fact they did a whole movie based on it was, was really cool. Yeah, it just it's sentimental. It's one of those movies where I recognize it's not a good movie at all. Going back and looking at it again, but it it has that sentimental value to it because of it was from that place in your life that you know has long since passed. So that's me. So Sarah, what is that one movie that you feel you get emotionally attached to that can make you cry every time, or maybe make you get to the verge of feeling that way? Yeah, because actually, it takes a lot to for a movie to make me cry. Um, I'm a pretty. That's- Cynical I know of person. one movie that can do it to you. A Homeward Bound? Yeah. Every uh, damn time. Shadow! Shadow! Go on without me, pup. And then that's where I'm just like, no! And it's because when that movie came out, I had a golden retriever. Yeah. Oh. And so I would watch that movie. I would like, my brother and I would sit in the living room with a golden retriever between us and we'd just both be sobbing. Hey, like... I never had a golden retriever and I still saw <laughs> That poor dog is just I covered know. in tears. Because it's just, it's literally, <laughs> Gets up, shakes off tears. It's literally oh. Michael J. Fox's performance of just, shut up! I know. Shut up! You're just like, oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god! And Sally oh. Field's like, we have to go. I know, I know. God damn that! So was good. she the voice of the cat? She yeah. was. No way! Yeah. Oh my god! This is so, so eye-opening. Why are you talking like this? This, this movie is such a staple of my childhood. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> That's, that movie was part of the reason why I love dogs so much. Aww. Why I don't like cats. I'm kidding. I like cats. Fucking <laughs> feline. <Goddamn> pussy. Cut that shot. Please cut that shot. That's going to get taken off. I'm going to take it off. Wait, we can't, oh, we can't no. say pig fucking lasers, like, but we can't say pussy? Well, I, not that <laughs> I love dogs. Those fucking cats. I'm going to kill them. <laughs> so what movie makes you... So we, we know, we understand that it's difficult for you for, uh, to get emotional. Yeah. So what's the one it, well, holiday it's movie? Di- well, it's not difficult for me to get emotional. It's difficult for me to get emotional for I, the movie. That's what I meant. In okay. the context okay. of, yes. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to come back to me because I'm really I'm really. There's nobody to- left. Well, that's not true. They We're asking you talked, random questions here. That's okay. We can just we can just sit here amongst ourselves. Absolutely, yeah, that's fine. So you know, while you I'm while Sarah sits there and percolates so. thoughts, um, Kevin, what movie of a Christmas genre Ooh. do you look at and you watch and you think to yourself that it really gets you emotional and gets you to the point of either crying or you are able to cry to it or you just feel that really strong bond to that film? Um, I'm going to do a tie uh, through two movies. I'll start. All right, so the, the Santa Claus, only because 
But the first time I saw it, I wanted to be Santa. <laughs> I, I wanted to be Santa. I, 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 okay. I can straight relate. up. I wanted I, to be I Santa. I totally relate. My weenie um, whistle. <laughs> that's right. That's right. The weenie whistle. Um, Judge Reinhold. And, and yeah, Judge Reinhold. Mock trial. Um, <laughs> but the Go thing on. is, like that feeling after I saw the movie, I did not want to kill Santa in order to be Santa. I just want to be clear. <laughs> anyway, uh, the tie is with Home Alone, and in, honestly, it's not the movie; it's the music. John Williams. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I grew up playing in the orchestra, and so um, having movies scored by John Williams, um, I always, whether consciously or subconsciously, I knew it. I always took to heart. And it's the music of Home Alone that, that gets me emotional. It so reminds me of my childhood, and it brings back good memories of when I was in the orchestra. But it's just, it's such holiday perfection when it comes to music. Absolutely. What was the instrument you played in the orchestra? I played the double bass. The double bass? The double bass. Overachiever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to overcompensate. Uh, I'm a late bloomer. I'm totally kidding. All right. <laughs> Cut oh, that, Sean. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wouldn't be Christmas without family secrets. That's right. Uh, alcohol brings it out of you. All right. Mr. Brickmont? Well, I feel bad because I've already kind of talked about this on the previous episode, but I'm going to throw it out there again anyhow. The last two Christmas Doctor Who specials make you were really good. The, yeah. the one before this last one, though, was yeah. just like, it was really, really profound. Okay, so are we doing specials or are we doing movies? Because what's... Do you have well, a movie? I, I, I pitched it out there for both. Okay. Because gonna... I feel like there sometimes movies may not do, but there may be a series. Because with a TV series, you're invested with those characters for a, a more a long extensive time. period yeah. of time. Like, if Lost were to do, like... You know, a Christmas episode, I probably would have been like, oh my god, the smoke monster's bringing presents! (laughs) (laughs) There can be peace on the island of misfortune. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm going to go with Doctor Doctor Who for my my pick. You know, can I contribute something a little different here? Because I'm looking through all these Christmas movies, and I'm trying to find one that I've seen recently now, and I'm like, "Eh, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, okay. But I'm just finding something else that I thought... It's kind of interesting that at least in my father's time, there would have been maybe some some more emotional connection with, right? Because I'm noticing that A Christmas in Connecticut, It's a Wonderful Life, and Miracle on 34th Street, all debuted chronologically 1945, 1946, 1947. This is right after the end of the Second World War. That's a good string of of Christmas movies. And that's Mm -hmm. three. And the next one that can be really considered a Christmas movie doesn't pop up for 17 years after that. Interesting. And that's really interesting because uh, that would be a, a Carol for Another Christmas in 1964. I don't think I've ever seen that one. I think these interesting. Are, I mean, there may have been other ones there that just oh, this is why the radar, it was yeah. produced for American support for the mm-hmm. United Nations. Okay, sure, yeah. why not? But I mean, the point is, you know, yeah. right after the Second World War, the country was in need of healing, and yeah. you know, we had just been through horrible, horrible, nasty war where so many people lost their lives, and some of the worst fighting had been done right around Christmas time, right? Yeah. Uh, when you talk about the Battle of the Bulge, that was all fought in the months of November, December, and January, right in the heart of Christmas, right in the heart of the, the holiday time. And these people were, were suffering so horribly. And so no wonder the nation needed to have movies like this to bring hope back to everybody. Yeah. And well, particularly, you, It's a Wonderful Life, you know, with, with Jimmy Stewart. It's just, here's this guy. I was guy. just going to say, like, that's an interesting yeah. choice that that movie came out shortly after World War II because yeah. of the premise and basically kind of a message to all those soldiers like likely who were like, "Oh, I should just die and I shouldn't be here." And they're like, oh, "People need you." Yeah. Like, Imagine you're, if you were gone. Yeah. 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 But what a cool way cuz Jimmy Stewart was a uh, was a general actually in the military no during World War II. No way. Wait, he was yes. a general? 
He was a general. General Jimmy Stewart? Stewart? Yeah. Now, uh, uh, troops, I really just, you know, <laughs> listen, I just need you to go right on over there. Uh, hear me out. Hear me out. You know, get get your guns out. Make sure you got your ammunition loaded. Know how. And, you know, well, well, why don't you tell that? Harvey's telling me that we should go over to the left. Well, no, 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 no. I, 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 I don't think you should do that. Um, <laughs> I, just, I, I, I don't understand. Well, we are um, all collectively yeah. going to hell. Um, <laughs> what I will say, though, speaking of... It's a Wonderful Life. When I saw it as a little kid, I didn't really like it that much. But having seen it again and seeing the the ending again, that's one that will will, will bring tears to my eyes. And it's like this is there's a reason why we're still watching this movie seventy almost seventy years later. You know. That was actually what I was gonna say. Was it? Yeah, that's that. Now that he mentions it, because I I don't know why, but I kind of like didn't think about it because it's not one that I watch every year. Yeah. I watched it when I was a kid, and it again didn't really didn't really stick with me. My I think my parents don't really enjoy it because they've seen it so many times. They're sure. Just like they're kind of sick of it, kind of like how I'm sick of a Christmas story. But when I watched it, you know, as an adult, it definitely hit home. And I, I think the time period when I when I did watch it that that particular Christmas, it really hit me and, and stuck with me. And so I would say. I, I definitely have a, a, a respect and a, and a bond with that movie in particular now, too. But it didn't bring me to tears. <laughs> yeah. I guess it depends on the right mood. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I just want to say something. I didn't realize just how well decorated Jimmy Stewart was. I know it's totally off on a tangent here, but holy crap. Major General in the United States Air Force and the United States Army. Yeah, because th- during this it point, the, the Air Army Force... Army Air Corps. Yeah, Army Air Corps. Yeah, because it, the Air Force didn't exist until after World War II. Air mm. Force Distinguished Medal, Service Medal, excuse me, Distinguished Flying Cross, two of those, four Air, for- Air Medals, Army Commendation Medal, Armed Forces Reserve Medal, Presidential Medal of Freedom, and the French Croix de Gloire. That's crazy. Wow. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. That Jimmy, I saw a giant bunny. <laughs> Harvey, Harvey, to this day, is one of my all-time favorite top ten movies. I love that movie. Adore it. It's ridiculous. Okay. Sounds like that's a topic for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Harvey, um, just the one movie. No, 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 no Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart, yeah. yeah. Um, Jimmy Stewart. I just want to throw this out there only because it hasn't been mentioned. Uh, does anybody like Elf? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we haven't mentioned this, and I just all it just right now popped into my head. and It's like the new classic. It is. Yeah. So yeah. when my little girls are all grown up, and they're sitting around talking with their friends about what their favorite holiday the movie is. The way we talk about Home Alone, they're going yep. to be talking about They're going to be talking about Elf. Yeah, Elf is the new Home Alone. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> I was originally very skeptical of Elf. Elf. I never Sarah! saw him. I know him. <laughs> but Bye, the ending Mr. is great. Norwal. I'm sorry. It's just my favorite part of that movie is, but... Bye, Mr. Narwhal. <laughs> but yes, it's it's a total like kids version of a Will Ferrell movie. But the thing is, it, it works in my it's opinion. Charming. Yeah, it is charming. Very charming. Because Will Ferrell proved that he can, he finally can do a movie that doesn't involve dick jokes. Yeah, true. <laughs> but just an incredible burp when he chugs that soda. Brian, I think there's if we're gonna talk about specials, there's one I have to mention. Uh, I would get chastised by my brother and my father if I didn't bring it up. Um, and that's the Pee Wee's Playhouse Christmas special. Again, I get these weird looks like... Never seen it. Like, never no, seen no, it. I, no. seen no. really? I, I watched a lot I of watched, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Pee-wee's 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 P
if you found the Pee Wee's Playhouse TV show mm-hmm. good or entertaining, okay, as it was when I was a little kid, then mm-hmm. you can then you'll like it. If you don't, like if you've your only experience with Pee Wee Herman is the is Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Big Top Pee Wee. Oh, yeah, don't we? Maybe talk that's about why that. I don't like Pee Wee Herman because I've only okay. seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, and maybe that's where my disdain. It's, not me, not disdain. Too, so it's a darker yeah. twist on the character. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe it's not disdain, but that's maybe where my discomfort with Tim Burton also comes from, is because of what he did with Pee Wee's. To this day, I still remember the scene where he's driving down the road, and there's these signs coming at him. Yeah, but you can tell that the signs are on a track because the way they lit it, you can see the track that the signs are on. So literally, the camera's just standing there, and someone's like pulling the sign towards the camera. So I don't know. Mm. That, that is surely going to be another topic for another day because I think Tim Burton needs to come onto this podcast oh, solely yeah, alone. I want to. I want to throw down. I want to throw down on Burton. We need to do a Tim Burton podcast. That'd be good. Um, well then, Brian, uh, for somebody who's never watched a episode of Pee-wee's Playhouse show, what would you say the Christmas special is on a caliber of either you'll like it or you don't like it? I think it's the best of that series because, I mean, that's one, it's the one thing that stands out. Hmm. I don't think you can find very many of the episodes from Pee-wee's Playhouse okay. on iTunes, but you can find the Christmas special on iTunes. Okay. So, you know, and it's very much, it goes back to the heart of what, you know, what Christmas is all about. It's not being selfish and giving to others, and basically Pee-wee is making his Christmas list to Santa, and it's mm-hmm. this, this enormous list, uh, and he has the people from the Playhouse help out, and he talks about Hanukkah even at one point, so it's like, it's this total multicultural. They're nice. Uh, Charo is on there at one point, she sings Feliz Navidad. It's like, it's it's one of the Wait, celebrity cameo. Charo. Char- Char- Charo? Charo, yep. Wow. Kitchy, kitchy. Exactly. Exactly. Jaja Gabor's in it. Joan Rivers makes a quick cameo. Whoopi Goldberg makes a quick... This is like a bunch of big... These people from like 1991 who were big. okay. Guys, we've not mentioned the Star Wars Christmas special with the Arthur. (gasps) Shut your poor mouth. Why have we not talked about Uh, this before I was actively avoiding this. (laughs) No. I was actively avoiding this. I was trying to steer the conversation away. I can't even contain myself. No. No, have we not talked about this? Okay, so... You realize George Lucas is trying to eradicate that special's existence, right? I know. And I... Anything I can do to... Every copy he can get his hands off of and destroy them. And anything I can do to put a thorn in George Lucas's butt, I'm down for that. Um, that's mean. Wow. <laughs> please that's cut gross. that out, Sean. No, no, no. Keep it in. <laughs> if George Lucas finds us and kills us, it'll be your fault. Remember, he has billions of dollars at his disposal. Thank you. Yeah, I know. Come on. Bro. I'm not going to. Would you really be that upset? Like, if you open up your door and there were people with stormtrooper outfits who, like, pointed a gun at you, I'd be like, you know what? People are going to write about this. <laughs> I saw this coming. Like, you can't take me quietly, Lord Vader. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. You guys want to play? I'm going to get my lightsaber, and then we'll play in like five minutes, okay? <laughs> i got to finish your paper, though, so let me just turn that in. You, get, okay. you hear this noise. It's... You're expecting Darth Vader. It's just this really sweaty George Lucas, and the elevator's out, and he had to walk up ten flights of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, getting back to the topic of one, the Star Wars special. It's almost it's al- it's, it's hideous. Like a myth. It's, it's, like a it's myth. one of the worst things I've ever seen, but it's at the same time one of the best things I'm I've sorry. ever seen. Anything that has B. Arthur in it is not the worst thing that's in the wait, movie. Wait, 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 wait. What about B. Arthur is in that special? Who is she? It, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody has a B. Arthur heart on over here. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, Global Girls is pretty rad. <laughs> Can that please be the title for her? <laughs> Golden Girls are pretty rad. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie, guys. <laughs> Golden, Golden Girls, Girls rocks. <laughs> Am I wrong? And now I'm a big Star Wars fan, but this is always a fact that I always get mixed up. Was there also an Ewok special? Yes. There okay. Was. Oh yeah. Good. There was there was an Ewok movie. There was. It was yeah. a cartoon one though. Yeah. It was For animated. real? Yeah. Well, there was the Ewok. There was a live action one. There was an Ewok one. live action movie too. There's yeah. two of them. Oh. 
Yeah, okay. there was like there was an Ewok adventure, and then the Ewoks battle for Endor. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. I'm thinking of the battle for Endor. Uh, folks, if George Lucas is really trying to kill this, and he's not doing a very good job of it, because I can find it on YouTube right now, and the I can whole thing? I can verify it's for in different you, parts. I can verify you for you that this is the real deal. Star Wars: The Holiday Special Part. I know one. what I'm watching on Christmas. I just know that yeah. the plot centers around Chewbacca. Yeah, it does. It's it's so Chewbacca and his, and his family. And they have like the most ridiculous names. There's like Crunchy and Chewy. No, seriously. Is it like, like a wee Wookiee? Yes, they a have a little kid Wookiee. Wookie, and he plays with a little X, uh, little X wing like toy Ewok? that they bought from the store, and just that, that was the prop. Okay. Um, and he has a wife, like Nala or something like that. I think it is. And his grandfather, and the grand or his father's Sarah there. His is name's like Crunchy. Beaming with joy right now. And they are they are having Life Day, which is their version of Christmas on yeah, on the right. on Keshek, right? Kashyyyk, so, get it right. He if you're talking Star Wars, Star Wars, get it right. Well, Kashyyyk, well. very well, very guys, well. Switzerland. Yes, Remember that's this. right. So, I'm sorry, Switzerland. Problem is we both have diplomatic immunity, so... Don't care, it's revoked. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> okay, fine. have to play by the rules here. But it, it's essentially... It's our one rule. <laughs> it, it's Han Solo. The opening scene is Han, and he's like trying to get the, the hyperdrive up and running. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Chewie, I'm so sorry. I know you need to get home to your family on Life Day, and I feel really bad for you, but we're going to make it happen for you. And then that's everyone's working together. It is a good Harrison Ford <laughs> Thank impression. You. And then everyone's working together to try to get him to his home. And Carrie Fisher sings. It's really her singing in the show. It's, she can sing. Yeah, it's nice. But it's really weird. And <laughs> it, it, it was clearly shot like right... I think it was 1976 or what? Was what? It? No. no, no, no. Before no, no, no. Star Wars? No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. When did Star Wars 80, come out? 77. 77. 79. And then 82. So this was between the filming of the first and Empire Strikes Back. So probably 78. Really? And it had the first... Really? Fe- yes. And it had the very first um, Wait, depiction I... of Boba Fett. Boba Fett was a cartoon that was played right. during a commercial to promote yeah. the new movie that was coming out to promote and Empire Strikes Back. By the way, I have those dates wrong. It's 77, 80, and 83. I apologize for that error. Well, whatever it well, is, no worries. Well, you apologize. Yes, I, I'm sorry. Otherwise, we're about to ostracize yeah. you. All right. So yeah. essentially, it is there's singing, there's baby Wookies. Sarah's smiling. He's yes. not a baby. He's an adolescent. Children Wookie. Children Wookie. And honestly, so, most of it is just painful. Okay. It's really painful, but it's so. Like Sitting audience, if you if you've seen the entirety of the Star Wars Christmas special. Please write in with your review. We will yeah. read those reviews yeah. on air. And if they're bad reviews, that's fine. If they're great reviews, even better. Frankly, we're expecting them to be bad. Yeah. Well, I, I well, want to find somebody that's going to be like, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Well, in lieu of the favorite TV specials, um, one that was very important to my childhood um, and very near and dear to my heart to this day is the uh, Mickey Christmas Carol that was uh, released in uh, 1983, if I'm not mistaken. You had me so stoked when you first mentioned this because I used to watch that I used to watch Rudolph, and then that one. My parents had them <laughs> recorded on VHS, and I nice. used to watch it in like yeah. the summertime, like because I just loved it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a blast. Um, I, apart from it being a Christmas Carol, but with Disney characters and um, a Scrooge McDuck, Scrooge, yeah, of course, mm-hmm. obviously, um, and uh, Mickey being um, darn it, what's his name? Bob Cratchit. Thank you, Bob Cratchit, and one of Mickey's nephews that you've never seen before as uh, Tiny Tim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. But um, it was it's very enjoyable. I watch it every year. Um, and then after the special, there are um, Disney, when they uh, released this, they found other um, cartoons that they had done, Silly Symphonies, um, that they would show afterwards. And one of those being Donald Duck. Uh, it's 
I have the name here actually. It's Donald Snow Fight, which includes uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie and Donald Duck getting into shenanigans uh, when it comes to snow and eventually it ending with a giant snow castle and then finding each other. And then the other one being Pluto's Christmas Tree with Chip and, and Dale. Dale. Yeah. yeah, Which is awesome. I'm it noticing is very a awesome. very heavy Disney-themed Christmas. Oh, no. Not necessarily. Christmas Story. Come on now. No, I, well, yeah, but I mean, you said specials, like you yeah. love the Disney. Oh, well, I'm making well, fun that, of you for it. Well, I, thank that was you. All, that was all one special, though. Yeah, that was yeah. all in one special. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. The other ones I wanted to mention were A Colbert Christmas. Um, I actually own the DVD for that. Uh, <laughs> wow, I enjoy watching I that. that. Yeah. Colbert is near and dear to my heart all throughout the year. And then, um, I don't know if uh, people know about this, but in 1978, there was a Sesame Street Christmas special that started with a lot of the uh, characters skating on ice and singing Feliz Navidad. I really oh, thought wow. you were going to say That's the awesome. Godfather Christmas special. I'm going to make Santa an offer he can refuse. I'm going to bet come out with more than a dick in his hand. And maybe he can come up with a Christmas tree, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to throw that out there uh, as well. No, that's awesome. Yeah. A good final contribution. Yes, It was you. titled Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Well, oh, no, it's not that one. It is a Christmas Street... Uh, a Sesame Street Christmas from uh, 78. The Christmas... No, that's what it says right here. 1978? Yeah. Okay, well, maybe it has a different title, but I hear Christmas Eve on Sesame Street is the title it has here. I don't remember that being in the title credits. That's just me. Now, oh, wow. I could be wrong about that, of course. Shit's about to go down. Oh, damn it. You are right. That is the title. Christmas Eve on Cr- Sesame Street. Thank you. Thank 1978. You for... Well, 1978. Listen, Tommy, <laughs> we have had a great time, once again, having everybody of the Nerdonomy channel in one area... And we're going to continue this part. I was going there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I was going to say, we are going to end our saga here for part one. Uh, we're going to continue again the conversation on Nerds on History. So please scoot on over there. But in the meantime, during your downtime, if you can, please go to nerdonomy.com. Go check out the merch page. Go check out all of our previous podcasts. Um, you can email us at nerdonomy. Uh, dot com, I believe. No, the nerds at nerdonomy.com. Is yes. that right? Or you can email us individually, which we have received a couple of emails over the past couple of days, one of which came from Kyle, our devoted listener. Uh, I know I should have mentioned this at the beginning, but we got so sidetracked into the, the season's greetings. Uh, Kyle, I sent you a reply. Um, he posed the question of what was your top five time travel movies uh, or time travel devices used in movies. Uh, that's an entire podcast, I feel like, in itself. So we will yeah. address that in another issue. But please check your email inbox. I did respond. Our listeners have been so good about supplying us with really good topics. and Oh, yeah. And we're really ready to address them into the next year, unfortunately. 2013 is going to be your year, Yeah, listeners. unfortunately, we, we had to we had to get in our un-Christmas and Christmas podcasts, so we weren't able to tackle those topics. But expect those coming soon. Okay, I was just going to say, you can also email us individually. Uh, I am david at nerdonomy.com. I am Brian Bryan, and at nerdonomy.com. I'm Sarah at nerdonomy.com. That's S-A-R-A-H. And I am the Brickmont, T-H-E-B-R-I-C-M-O-N-T, at nerdonomy.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at nerdonomy. Um, you can also follow me personally on Twitter at David C. McGuire. It's M-C-G-U-I-R-E. I am also at Brian Moriarty. I am at the Brickmont. And before the year ends, has Sarah joined yet and used it? No. Ah! New Year's resolution. Perhaps in 2013. I think I have to be motivated. And Kevin, do you have a Twitter that you want to pimp out? I do not have a Twitter. I apologize. Yeah, you're with me. Sorry. Way to be normies. Non-tweeters in their corner over there. Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) As we said, come join us in Nerds on History. And if you don't, well, 
you're kind of a mean person, but but uh, <laughs> missing but, out. Yeah. We're missing out on hilarity. Yeah. Thanks, Scrooge. Yeah, but if for some reason history's not your cup of tea, happy holidays. You know. Yeah, happy holidays to all of you. Thank you for listening. I propose that we all get a little more eggnog, and then we uh, get back on this thing and we uh, talk about some history. Let's get this pot going. Sure. Let's do all this. right. We'll see you in Noh. Bye. Cool. And roll credits. 